Hey everyone, and welcome back to Country Music Made Me. Thank you so much for joining us once again. On today's show, we are excited to be welcomed by Christian country artist Ann Wilson. Now, Ann grew up surrounded by music, but it wasn't until her brother's sudden passing in 2017 where she really felt compelled to follow it as a career. She didn't know what that looked like, but she knew it had become her calling. She uploaded a performance video to YouTube, which caught the attention of a manager in Nashville, and things really took off from there. In 2018, she began to develop who she was as an artist, and in 2019 and 2020, she began to craft her first music. Last year, she released her debut single, My Jesus, and it hit number one in both the U.S. and Canada. Earlier this year, she released her debut album by the same name, My Jesus, and it hit number one on the Christian Billboard charts. It's been an amazing journey over the last few years, and it's one rooted in faith and inspired by her brother who was taken too soon. So please enjoy our conversation with Ann Wilson. I saw you mention your cousin Lydia, I believe. And I think I saw your grandma Judy commenting on some of your social media. And I was wondering if there's another family member that has been very influential along this journey for you. Yeah. Um, my family is, is so amazing. So that's my dad's side, my Nina, Ms. Judy, and my cousin Lydia and my, my aunt, uncle, um, they've been amazing. And then my mom's side of family as well has been just so supportive. Um, there have been so many people that have, you know, just really been an inspiration for me. And my uncle, um, oh, I have three uncles, Uncle Pete, Uncle Tony, Uncle Steve. All three of them have been just so inspiring in so many different ways. I think mainly just in, in kind of just being like the stronghold for our family. And um, when my brother passed away, they were all there for uh, my, I lost my brother in a car accident five years ago. And uh, all of my uncles just were so supportive of our family and helping us get through this tragedy and this loss. And so I love, honestly, there's some, I don't know if I could pick one. There's so many family members that I'm just so grateful for and that have really just been there for me and supported me along the way. And um, I'm very grateful to have such a, a big and loving family. And your family farm, has that been there from the very beginning? Yeah. So I think I'm the fifth generation uh, kid with the farm. We have seven. Oh, wow. Uh, it's beautiful. It's in a small town in Kentucky and it's, I don't know if you've ever been to Kentucky, but it's rolling Hills and it's just such a beautiful, we don't have a lot of mountains, but we've got the rolling Hills and it's, it's so beautiful out there. That's awesome. So was that sort of a family hub when you were growing up? Like was your family sort of within that area and was that where they would all come together? Yeah, they would. And so we, my, my uh, dad's family lives in the town with where the farm is. And then my mom's family lives pretty close. So we would always get together at the farm and we would do, sometimes we do family days at the farm where we'd all go out there and hang out at the farm all day and, um, you know, do just, we'd shoot guns for fun, or we'd go out on the ranger and ride around the farm. And so, I mean, honestly, it was just such a, such a childhood memory for me, especially with my, my brother and sister, we were there all the time together. And how did music fit into all of that when you were younger? Was it something that, you know, was there sing-alongs around a campfire or was there music blaring from the trucks as you're going around the farm or anything like that? 
Yeah. I mean, music was a big part of my childhood. So my mom and dad always would play Christian radio in the car, but my brother would play country radio. So I, I had a really good mix of those my whole life. And, um, every time I'd ride in, in the truck with Jacob, we'd always listen to old country, new country, blues music, uh, jazz music, like any genre, but mostly country. And, um, and then, yeah, so we'd go to the farm, we'd play country music. If we'd, you know, go for a drive or whatever, we'd, we'd always turn on country music. So I just grew up listening to that. And my uncle Tony, who I mentioned earlier, is a really incredible guitar player. And he's always been into country music and uh, has always loved it. And my mom's mom wanted to be a country music artist and she never was, but she, that was her dream. And so just have been surrounded by music my whole life. That's awesome. And so was there ever a point when you were young, obviously it was after your brother passed that you really felt compelled to chase this journey, but growing up, was there ever a moment where music connected with you just in a way that it made you feel good? Not necessarily, oh, I want to chase this, but just this makes me feel really good. My whole life that happened. Like, I think music is so powerful, even, you know, whatever your life looks like, music can impact you in such a beautiful way. So my whole life, I would have moments of being in the car, listening to the radio and I hear a song and it just makes me feel like a certain way and love, like, I love the connection between memories and music, like hearing a song and then all these memories flood your mind of, of when you heard that song for the first time or where you were in life. And music has always had such a big impact on me, even before me wanting to do it as career and pursue it professionally it was that music again at the core of music it's just so powerful and it can change lives and so I always just felt that that power kind of radiating through music my whole life right and within your faith it's a big part of your journey now but it's sort of been uh up and down sort of journey as a kid your family was very faith based but then I saw you talk about sort of losing yourself within that journey as you began to grow and then I saw you mention a family that you met that you really saw the way they created joy within life and I was just wondering about that family and what point of your life that was and how important that family was for this journey yeah so, yeah, like you mentioned, I, I grew up in, you know, church. I think a lot of us do, but I didn't know God. I, I didn't, I honestly didn't like going to church. I couldn't wait to get, you know, home and go to lunch with my family and just go back to my life. And um, it wasn't anything that I was passionate about. And, and then I, I met this uh, pastor and his wife and his kids. And I just remember uh, literally, just like you said, just experiencing this joy that kind of radiated from them and realizing like there is something different about them. Not that my family didn't have that, but it was a different thing. You know, sometimes like as a kid, like if your parents do something, it's not cool at all, but if someone else does it, it's the coolest thing ever. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. So I was like, okay, I, for the first time saw this, this love for Jesus and this passion and this um, joy that just radiated from them. And I was like, I want what they have. I want this passion. And I started babysitting their kids and got really close to the family. And then um, that's how I became a Christian and how I, you know, grabbed that faith as my own. And instead of, you know, living under my parents' faith, I stepped out on my own and said, this is my faith. I, you know, this is what I want for myself. And I made that decision for myself. And, and I never looked back from that moment. And then I started loving going to church and loving getting plugged in. And, and, and it was, again, it had to be, it had to become my own and my own faith and had to you know, for myself rather than for my parents. And grade seven, Cameron McDonald, your Bible teacher walks into class. And that was sort of 
the point, right? That was when you knew that this was your path in faith. Absolutely. So he had, uh, this, you know, the thing that I just talked about, he had, um, come into our school. I went to a private Christian school, very small. My mom started the school and I had 10 kids in my graduating class. I mean, it was tiny. And so having a new teacher was definitely like different. So he comes in brand new Bible teacher and he just began to, to cry over the name of Jesus. And he couldn't say that name without weeping. And I just remember having this heart change and this shift of realizing that, wow, like everything I had been taught as a little girl is really true. I can actually have a relationship with Jesus. I can, he is my savior. He is my friend. He is my father. And so that's what changed everything for me was that one day. And I went home that day from school and I, I gave my life to Jesus and it's, it's always just, it's been so beautiful ever since that moment. Right. And now let's talk about the moment you on June 6th, 2017, you lose your brother, Jacob in a car accident. Now that time of your life, sort of just talk about where you were before the moment that you heard he had passed, where were you at in your life? I, um, used to do these camps for kids. I loved kids growing up. Like I wanted to, I thought about maybe being a teacher or something, but I love like little kids. I love babysitting. And so I had put on this camp for the kids in my area and the kids at my church. And we called it Anne's camp. It was like this little Bible camp and we teach them about Jesus and do crafts and games and stuff. I was 15 at the time and I was running a full camp with 50 kids. It was crazy. Wow. And I had all my friends, you know, volunteering, none of us made money. It was just like a fun thing we did. I was putting on this camp and I had just finished my freshman year of high school, you know, fresh start starting high school. And just, it was so fun. And, um, I was, you know, just honestly planning for this camp and, uh, the day before, or the day he passed away, um, he technically died on June 6th, but we, we call it June 7th, technically okay. um, we were, um, we were out with dinner. We were out with my friends for dinner on June 6th. And, um, we, my, my best friends and my sister and my mom, and we, my mom called Jacob at like nine o'clock that night and said, Hey, you know, just reminding you, you have an appointment tomorrow. And then that was it. And then we were woken up at three o'clock that morning to the news. He had passed away and, um, the police came to our house to let us know. And, uh, it was just so traumatic and so awful. And in, in the middle of, of this, of this life, I was just so focused on my camp and so focused on, and all that was going on that I didn't obviously had no clue this was going to happen. And so it was a very, really tragic and painful thing that, that happened. And, um, just the, just the reality that we lost him was so deep and wide and painful and, uh, very, very, very tragic. And then that was really, that was the, you know, the summer going into my sophomore year. And then after he passed away, everything started to turn the corner and everything started to kind of start my music journey and doors started opening and music started becoming a passion. And I watched as God kind of took all of these desires out of my heart that I wanted to do prior and then put in this desire in my heart to, to do music and to do it, you know, for a living and to spread my story around the world and the hope of Jesus to everyone. I could possibly do that too. And after your brother passed, was there a moment in time where you weren't sure about your faith? Like you were mad at God? Like, why did you do this? And why am I following this path with you? There were definitely moments of questioning God. Why? Why Jacob? Why now? Why our family? Um, 
And, but for some reason, every time I'd have one of those moments, I'd just be reminded of the fact that we didn't ever even deserve Jacob to begin with. You know, none of us really deserve life in general. None of us deserve things. And, and so I started to kind of shift my perspective back to, I know that God has a plan in this. I know that it's going to be okay. I know that he's going to use it for good. And that, that was really what kept my perspective on that instead of getting angry with the Lord. And honestly, a lot of people struggle with that. I mean, I've had friends that have lost loved ones and that's been their number one thing is they're angry at God and they just can't, they can't follow him. They just turn away from him. But I chose to turn to turn towards him because I knew that God had a plan in it and I knew that it would be okay in the end. And then look what he's done now, five years later. I mean, he, I have this, this career, he's taken me on this journey of getting to spread my you know, story with everyone and has just done so many things in my family and blessed us in so many ways. And so I definitely feel like, um, that I had a few moments of questioning, but I never really stayed in that state of mind. Right. And now talk about his funeral and singing for the first time. That was the moment where this journey began. Now that moment, I heard you talk about just the difficulty of it, like not knowing a, if you'd be able to do it because you're laying your brother to rest and B, you'd, you'd never done it before. You'd never sang in front of people. And so what was that moment like for you? It was so amazing. I mean, um, I got up on stage and I was so nervous, not even really just singing in front of people, just because, you know, the whole thing was just so sad. And I didn't think I was going to be able to get through it without crying. And I watched as my, you know, my brother was in the casket right there and, um, I looked around at 1200 people of people who just have been in my life for as long as I can remember and loved me and we were friends and it was just really painful. And, uh, just, it was just so sad, but I remember getting on stage and sitting down at the piano and singing the song and having this moment where I heard God's voice speak to me. And, and he said, and this is what I'm calling you to do. I'm calling you to praise and worship my name. And I was in the midst of this pain and all of a sudden and these nerves and all of a sudden the nerves were lifted off my shoulders and I felt like I could just sing my heart out. And so that song of three and a half minutes, I was just singing my heart out to Jesus, praising him with all that I had. Um, and then I watched as the end of the song was near and everyone was just in tears. And it was obviously tears of, of losing Jacob, but also tears because of just, you could feel God in the room and it was so powerful. And, um, and I knew walking off that stage that, I was going to be in music. I didn't know if that was a worship leader at a church or what I'm doing now, but I knew that God was calling me to music. And that was the moment that changed everything. Like when you walked off that stage, you knew your life was going to be in music, but to the stage you are now in your wildest dreams, did you ever think that this would be possible? No, not at all. Definitely not. I, had no idea that this is what life would look like. Um, honestly, I, I really didn't know. I thought that, um, I, I thought again, I honestly thought it was going to be a worship leader or something at a church, which is amazing, but I did not know that it was going to be touring full-time, you know, song, my first song was going to go number one and be the biggest Christian song of 2021. Like I had no idea that these things were going to happen, but I'm so grateful looking back now that they did. And, um, I'm just so grateful to be where I am in this position of life. And the moment, so you took that song that you sang at your brother's funeral and you created a cover of it and posted it online. And that's when people started to reach out to you and you made some contacts with contacts within management in Nashville. Now, at that point, 
did you understand like what was happening at that point and what it all meant when people started reaching out to you? I really didn't. I was a little like confused at first when I got a message um, in my Instagram of, of a guy that had was a talent scout and he was like, Hey, we love your voice. We um, came across this video on YouTube. We want to connect you with a manager in Nashville. And, and I was like, this is very weird. Like, I have no idea what this is. And uh, definitely my, my parents were like, this is sketchy. And they're like, let's, let's keep our distance. And, um, but I think it, it started to hit me when I went to Nashville and I met with the manager for the first time and I sat down with him and I realized like, this is real, this is happening. This is beyond my wildest dreams, but I felt in my heart, like this is what's going to happen. And then as we watched, as the journey progressed through 2018, 2018 was a year of, um, just being taught how to, you know, be an artist and a worship leader and get on stage and, you know, sing. And, and then 2019 was, um, really the biggest year. It was, um, you know, signed a record deal and started writing songs in Nashville. And so it was honestly such a quick journey. And I knew once we were in Nashville, like this is going to happen. This is, this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. And now I saw a post on June 14th of 2019, that you performed at the First Baptist Church in Barberville, Kentucky. And it looked like maybe that was one of your first performances sort of with your own music. Was that one of the first early performances? That was my very first concert. I had written three original songs. That's it. And so we played those three original songs and then we played a ton of other worship songs and had a band, you know, come and play with me. And that was the first. And we we didn't sell tickets. It was a free event, but the whole church was packed with people. It was so many people came out and it was so sweet and so many supporters and friends and family, but that was definitely the first concert, you know, first time performing in in front of people. And so how did that feel being on stage performing your own music for the first time? That was so fun. Uh, Oh my gosh. That was so long ago. It feels like forever ago, but um, it was so much fun. Honestly, what just hit me more than anything was the support and the crowd of all the people that came out to see me and all of the loved ones that were there for me and supporting me. And it was just so, so amazing. And with high school, did you finish high school? Cause this sort of took off for you right in the middle of high school, didn't it? Yeah. It started when I was a, I guess a sophomore in high school and then junior year, um, pretty full time. And then senior year, I missed a lot of school, but my school is very patient with me. I still did all my homework, still turned everything in on time, but was in Nashville mostly and wasn't in my hometown of Lexington, Kentucky. And um, I did finish high school. Unfortunately, I graduated in 2020 when COVID was happening. And so we didn't get the average graduation or the average prom or the senior stuff, but it was really fun. Um, I got to finish out high school and, you know, kind of close that chapter in my life. And uh, it was, I was, it was ended up being great. And I was so excited to move on with life and move to Nashville and start music full time. Now you talked about at 15 running a summer camp with like 50 kids and now you're only 20 years old. And I mean, the way you compose yourself, you, you seem so much older. And so throughout your life, have you just sort of been wise beyond your years? That's so sweet. Um, I've always felt like I'm older than what I am for sure. My mom and my dad, just my whole family, very mature people. Like my mom would teach me things when I was a little, little girl that were just way beyond what most people would teach their young kids. And my mom is very wise. So is my dad, very, you know, uh, smart and well-educated 
people. And so just growing up my whole life was just something that I, I've always felt like I was a little older and also my mom homeschooled all of us. And so by the time I came along, I'm the youngest, uh, she was so busy homeschooling the other two that I would just kind of go do my own thing all day in the house. And so like my mom would put the cups on the bottom shelf for me. So I'd fix my own cup of water or own cup of milk or whatever at like two years old. And I knew oh, wow. do everything by myself. So I've always been very independent. I've always been able to kind of take care of myself. And, and so I think that's definitely something that's kind of come as just a little bit more maturity than the average. But, um, but I honestly, I feel like it's, it's exactly what I needed to have in order to do this as a career. You know, most 20 year olds are in college and they're living their life and having all this fun. And, and I'm doing the same thing, but just in a completely different way. And now I'm, you know, living on my own and I'm out on my own and I'm doing all these things by myself and, and in a kind of a full-time career at 20. And so it's definitely something that God prepared me for my whole life and always kind of gave me this underlying maturity as I was growing up. Right. And now talk about becoming an artist in 2018, you dive into this journey. You haven't had this dream all your life that you want to be an artist and you know who you are. So what was the journey like in really discovering who you wanted to be as an artist and what you wanted your voice to be? So I used 2019 and 2020 to really write a ton of songs. I wrote over 130 songs for the record that came out in April. Oh, wow. So a lot of songs just to choose 14. Um, but it was so much fun. And I used those years to really find my sound. I grew up listening to country and Christian music. And so a lot of my inspiration behind the songs on the record and the 130 songs I wrote was kind of this Christian lyric content, but the country sounding in the country melody kind of thing and kind of mixing them together to kind of create like a Christian country song is what people call my music. Um, and so that was kind of when I found my sound, I started realizing what I wanted to be as an artist, what I wanted to say as an artist, how I wanted to say things in songs, how I wanted to compose myself, how I wanted to be as an artist. And those, those two years were really used for that. I'm really grateful for having that year 2020. Um, cause my Jesus devil, something about the name, all of those initial songs came out, out of that year of writing and working on songs. And so that was kind of the journey. It was so, so amazing to have those two years of being able to craft myself as an artist and what I wanted to say to people. And it was amazing. Right. And within the Christian genre, you have really made a, a big impact and you've been able to work with some of the bigger names. I mean, Matthew West has been uh, someone who has sort of mentored you along the way over the last couple of years. And so what is it like being able to be within that community? And then also on the other side, on the country music side of things, have you been able to sort of make your way into that community as well? Yeah, being in the Christian community has been so amazing because all of these people that I grew up listening to on the radio are now my mentors, my best friends, my co-writers, my, you know, people in my closest circle, which is so amazing. Um, That's been surreal. Matthew S., Lauren Daigle, you know, Zach Williams, all these people that are really big in the Christian space um, have just been, are now like my best friends. And it's so, so cool to be a part of that. Um, in the country space, it's, I haven't fully kind of crossed over yet into that area. Uh, it's definitely one of my desires is to continue to release songs to the country world, to continue to put out music. I was able to, uh, Hillary Scott from Lady A featured on a song of mine called Mamas. And that was amazing. Getting to meet her, getting to meet you know, the, her family and just, she's amazing. And I grew up listening to Lady A. And so that was real for me to be able to, to meet her and do a song 
with her. And um, I've definitely felt very welcome in the country space, which I wasn't expecting as a Christian artist. You know, those are two different genres of music and they definitely kind of, you know, relate in a certain sense more than any other genres do. But I have been so welcomed by the country space. So welcome to just bring my music, to bring my authentic self and um, have really just enjoyed getting to know people in the country world and be able to do interviews like this and podcasts and all sorts of things. And it's been really, really fun. That's awesome. And with in your authentic self and your faith, as this journey becomes busier and you start to get pulled in lots of directions and, you know, have to deal with the business of music and all of this is it important to continue to focus on your authentic self and your faith so you don't sort of let that slip along the way? Yeah, that's one of the things that I wanted in the very beginning of doing this. I wanted to surround myself with people, first of all, that kept me accountable, that reminded me of my roots, reminded me of my you know, Kentucky upbringing, my farm, my country lifestyle. And then I, I definitely, you know, I'm someone who just wants to continue to write very authentic and real songs that are real for my story, that are vulnerable, that are able to reach people and impact lives and change lives and, um, and definitely just stay true to myself and definitely my faith for sure. That's such a big part of who I am and what I do. And so that's a huge thing for me. And within a world that is so opinionated and more divided than ever, does it become difficult at all to share your faith in such an open way with the world? Definitely. Um, you know, I think it's it's really hard sometimes to have the boldness to share your faith and the courage to do so. But I am so, I've been so changed by God in my life and so forever impacted that I would choose to do that for the rest of my life. And even if no one else followed along or was a fan of mine or listened to my music, I think it's as hard as it is, it's something that I know that I'm called to do. And um, I just have this, this such a heavenly perspective. And I know that the world's going to hate on me, pick me apart. And, you know, I don't fit in. I'm not a, you know, you know, I'm definitely like bold in my faith. Even when I do stuff in the country space, I don't like lessen the talk about my faith and how important it is to me. And um, so it's, it's hard sometimes, but it's so rewarding on the other end that I just always keep that perspective. Right. And now you're busy on the road, but what do things look like for your upcoming music to follow up the album? Yeah. So I've got some Christmas music coming out this year. I'm very excited about, I released three Christmas songs last Christmas season and I'm um, kind of adding to that. So I'm very excited to release some Christmas songs and um, it's, it's was used to be a favorite holiday. And then when my brother passed away, it got a little hard, but now it's kind of coming back into having the hope and joy of Christmas season. So I'm excited for that. And I have some collabs coming up and definitely some music coming up in the future. So I'm looking forward to all of that. Thank you once again so much for listening and thank you to Anne for joining us and sharing her story. Be sure to check out her new album, My Jesus, wherever you stream your music. And remember, you can also check us out wherever you stream your music. So just head over to your favorite platform, search Country Music Made Me and give us a follow and maybe even leave us a review if you enjoyed today's episode. You can also visit countrymusicmademe.com to sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content and also stay up to date on all of our upcoming guests. Just head over to countrymusicmademe.com and hit that subscribe button. Thank you once again so much for listening and we'll see you next time on Country Music Made Me.